Welcome back to Tax Talk with Hey Hey, where we offer simplified tax planning and mentorship to help six and seven figure CEOs ditch the daily hustle. By achieving financial independence from your business, by increasing your purchasing power and diversifying your source of passive income. Through financial mentorship, realistic goal setting, and simplified tax planning, without having to hustle for the rest of your life, with the guarantee of the optimal roadmap to move you towards your desired time freedom. Welcome back everyone to Tax Talk with Hey Hey. I am your host, Suhey Piedra, Enrolled Agent with Prominence Business, located here in Glendora, California. And today we have our friend and guest, uh, Daniel Lopez. He's a business and trademark attorney. And I asked Daniel to be here for, not only because he's a cool guy, but also because I love referring clients to Daniel to help them and assist them with incorporating contracts and things like that. But before we get started with all of that good stuff, Daniel, please, I'm going to call you Danny because that's how that's I... That's perfect. Okay. <laughs> Enough of the formalities. Uh, Danny, tell us a little bit about you. Like, who are you personally? Like, you know, are you a cool guy that golfs all day or what is it that you do? So first of all, thank you for having me. Uh, I appreciate you having me on here. Um, who am I? That's a, that's a big question. <laughs> I actually do not golf. I am terrible at golf. I've been invited twice. I've never been invited back because I am that bad. Um <laughs> But I'm an attorney. I'm a business attorney and a trademark attorney. Uh, my job is essentially just to make sure that business owners can sleep better at night. Okay. Okay. But I want to know more about you personally. Give me something. What do you do? Do you go <laughs> karaoke in the weekend? Oh, you don't want to hear that. No, definitely not. No, no, no karaoke. Um, He's your typical attorney. Oh, I'm just an attorney. It's like, no, you're <laughs> no. not. I want to know. Do you karaoke on the weekends? So... <laughs> Actually, I'm I'm from the East Coast, as as you know, right? Okay. Um, I'm, I came from New Jersey. I went to I played baseball at Rutgers Newark. Oh. In my life today, I still play sports very badly. Not the same, <laughs> right? Like we put on about thirty pounds <laughs> since graduation. But what I like to do is I like to stay active. Um, okay. I'm I'm not one of those people where if you go on vacation, I'm like a sightseer. Uh-huh. I'm more of like an activity person. Okay. Right. So, uh, you know, my my daily life kind of thing is. I'm usually working out, um, trying to find a way to be healthier while okay. still eating poorly, which which, <laughs> which, which, which never works right out there. right. <laughs> um, That's awesome. Do you do you travel a lot back to the East Coast or? I do. So I I come from my mom's Dominican. She came here when she was in her like mid twenties. Okay. From the Republic. So I'm a you know child of an immigrant. Uh, if you know anything about Dominicans, you know they have a billion cousins. So <laughs> <laughs> my, my entire family's back on the. Back on the east, I kicked this thing. Back on the east coast, okay. um, so I do travel back a fair amount. That's awesome. Family is, uh, you know, very important to to me, to us, to to our family. Uh, we're very little tight knit. Do you have any siblings? It's it's complicated. <laughs> like, like like most Hispanic families, right? We have a little something going on every every once in a while. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, so I didn't grow up with 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 my uh, biological father. Okay. And I have siblings on like his end. Uh-huh. But as far as like my end that I grew up with, my mom didn't have any other kids. Okay. Uh, I did grow up with my cousins in the same yeah. house, so I consider my cousins Maggie and Lenny pretty much my brother and sister. That's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. I mean, like I said, family to us is is important. And um, I when I when I meet other professionals, I'm always this professional person, you know, but. When we start talking about family, you got you get to see the the real me, and everybody's like, "Oh, you're kind of fun." I'm like, 
I'm not always serious, you know. <laughs> I think I'm not we, all business. We, we, we can tell. I think with, with, with um, the sisters, uh, all, all of you guys are yeah. uh, part of prominence at some form or another. Yeah. I, I think it's it's definitely very easy to see. Yeah, when I think when I am with them, that's that's my comfort zone. That's my environment, and so uh, I think that another part of me comes out, you know. <laughs> but yeah, but most of the time, yes, business. So <laughs> we got to talk about business. Uh, but anyways, um, and like I mentioned, the reason I asked you to be here today is uh, we get a lot of questions. And um, I always tell my clients, look, I am not an expert in all these other fields, but I know enough to guide you to either the right people that are going to help you or to let you know something's not right. Like I've got an eye to see things that hate they need attention. So one thing that always happens is, you know, when we're preparing taxes, when we have individuals starting their businesses, the first thing they want to do is to incorporate. And I'll tell them, well, hold back. Why are we incorporating? You know, what's the reason behind it? When I get to dig down a little bit, most of the time it's because they heard a radio commercial saying, you're starting a business, you have to incorporate. (laughs) And then they end up with this thing that, you know, is now become a headache. There's fees associated with it. There's things that are not being kept up and it becomes a nightmare, you know. So I've been telling people, don't just run and incorporate if it's not needed. Let's look at uh, where you are in this business and see if it's time for you to incorporate. How do you feel about that? Do you think it's necessary that if I have an idea today that I'm going to start, you know, some sort of a baking um, business today that I should run and incorporate before I sell my first cupcake? So that's a great question. Mm -hmm. And the answer to that is every business is different and the needs of every business is different. On a kind of general rule, if your products or services are either going to go on people's bodies or in people's bodies. I love that. You should definitely get some kind of liability protection. Now, right now, we're, we're talking about incorporating, and most people know that as, um, you know, setting up a corporation. Other options that people have, and I would say sometimes the way better option to go is to do something like get an LLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, on the tax side, if you have an LLC or a corporation, you have a lot more tax strategies that you can employ, mm-hmm. which means... When they start making money, they'll be able to come to you and you'll be able to set them up for what their future goals are. As far as businesses in general and and getting entity formation, whether that be an LLC or corporation, the one thing that I, the reason why lawyers and why most people do get those those entities is because of the liability protection. So an example of that is, you know, we'll use that bakery example. If I go into your bakery and I eat a cookie and now I'm sick for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. If I sue you and you're not a corporation or LLC, I can come after your personal assets. So that means if you have money in your bank account, that means if you own your house, if you own cars, if you have uh, a trust account that you're saving money for your kids, I can come after all those assets if I sue you. If you have a corporation or an LLC, something that protects you, you're you're limited to what that business owns. Right. So if the business owns nothing, well, guess what? There's not much I can owe. You. I, I can really sue you for it. Right. Um, and, and that's kind of the big reason why sometimes we do say, hey, even if it's early on for you. Yeah. Think about getting an LLC or, or incorporating. Right. And what are we protecting? Right. Because yeah. I tell them sometimes let's assume that I live in a room at my mom's house and I don't even own a car. Um, but, you know, this bake shop's going to be great. You know, again, what are we protecting? Right. Right. hundred percent. So that's why it's important that you talk to your professionals because they're going to ask more of the right questions. What are you protecting? What is there to protect? What are the liabilities that you're exposed to? And just because you, 
filed the articles of incorporation with the state or the operating agreement, whatever it's called, and you filed it, does not mean that you're fully protected. Right. A lot of the times where attorneys, good attorneys, will get you is because these corporations are not maintained. Right. Are not properly set up. There's uh, huge things that are missing from this corporation, and it no longer serves its purpose. Is that true? That's that's completely. Do you true. see that all the time? <laughs> yeah. So so I'll tell you this, right? I'll give you um, an, an example of what we do here, right? So if if I were to sue you, and and we're in litigation in discovery, one of the first things I'm going to ask you for is your business documents. So that means your, your articles of organization or your articles of, corp- of incorporation, right? Whatever you have. Uh, we're going to ask for an operating agreement, which the biggest mistake I see is people will file their own LLC. People will file their own corporation. And they don't do any of the background documents that you need in order to have those things compliant. Wait a minute. LegalZoom <laughs> sends them to you, but who fills them out? That's a, that's a great point. That's a great point. I'm sorry I had to throw out there. No, people no, that, come that, in here a, with these amazing corporate books. They look so pretty. And I open it and it's blank. And I'm like, yeah. uh, who owns this? I do. Well, where's your name? Right. And right, then she 100%. goes, well, it's supposed to go right here in this blank space, but you didn't put it. You didn't yeah. sign this. You didn't date this. Like, none of this is legal. Right. right? And so right. those are the things that we run into. And this is why I tell people, like, your professionals are there to protect you, to save you money. Yes, it's going to cost you. There's a fee associated with having a professional look at your things, but what is it really costing you 100%. in the back end? And I think those are the things that people miss out on is they're not understanding that there's more to a professional just reviewing your documents. There's bigger numbers to protect. Yeah, and, and let me speak on, on the LegalZoom point, right? Because as a business attorney, we get it all the time, like, oh, why can't I just do this myself? Through, I through love LegalZoom. LegalZoom. Yeah, and, and, and I'm not here to, to poo-poo on it, right? I just tell them it's a tool that you have to know it, how it, to use. With with LegalZoom or Rocket Lawyer or even tax services, yeah. right, which I'm sure you see from... Yes, all from, the time. It's, you're filling out that information, but it's your own information that you're putting there, mm-hmm. right? So you're not going through... You're not answering the right questions. You don't even know what the right questions are most of the time. Right. Right? So... Yes, you'll, you'll fill in the blanks, and those blanks will spit back right at you in, in the correct space, right, for, for those documents. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they ask you the right questions. It doesn't necessarily mean that's going to fit what you need. Yes. Right? I, I've seen it all the time where someone, you know, let's say a, a professional, they've done it through LegalZoom, they've done it themselves, and said, oh, I got an LLC because, you know, that's what I thought was right. Turns out for the profession, they can't even have an LLC. And that's the other thing. Yeah. We see that all the time. I was just on the call with a, um, an, a prospective client last week, and they called me in regards to a corporation. And I said, look, I am not an attorney, so you're calling the wrong. No, well, so-and-so told me that you helped them figure that. I said, okay, tell me the story. So they start telling me, and I'm like, wait, you just told me you're a doctor? Yes. And you have a regular corporation? Like I said, I'm not the expert. I know <laughs> enough to say you have the wrong, like, you need a professional corporation. Like, you can't have this. You know, it's not, I mean, let me rephrase this. It's not that you can't have it. It's just your licenses in this entity do not go hand in hand. Like, you need to have somebody look at this. If we sue you and and you have that set up, you won't be protected by that entity, right? And and that's where it becomes a big deal. It's it's never about just having the paper. Yes, you can have the paper, and that's awesome. But what happens when it's time to actually use those documents? Right. If they're not usable, then, then why even have them? Right. right. Um, and that's kind of the big, big takeaway. Right. It's not about just having these documents and saving them in, 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 a, in a box and yeah. in the back of a closet for years. It's about if I get sued 
or if something happens, will these protect me when I need them to protect me? And most people are just saying, well, I assume so. Yeah. And that's kind of not the way to go, especially when it comes to your business. Right. And, and unfortunately, you're going to find that out when you're already being sued. Yeah. And that's the worst time to find out because all of this could be corrected. All of this can be fixed. There's amendments that can be done. There's things that can be done to maintain this entity. Absolutely. But it needs to be done at the time before there's a lawsuit, before there's an IRS audit. Because also, that's how IRS gets some of these people yeah, as well. I bet, yeah. They suspend these. This is not a legitimate business. This is not a legitimate entity. You shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. And how do we protect that if we don't have the documentation to show that this was kept up and it should serve as a business or as an entity structure? Because... People didn't keep up with minutes. People didn't have the right, you know, verbiage in the operating agreement. Right. Um, contracts. Contracts is a big one, too. Yeah. Uh, people would be like, oh, well, I just set up this business with my best friend. Great. <laughs> so where's the partnership agreement? Right. You know, and uh, I don't need it. I take your word for it. I can do a tax return as a partnership. No problem. But when there's an audit, the IRS, first thing they ask for, I want to see the partnership agreement. And when I say that, well, what is that? Who has that? Where did that come from? And that's where, you know, your expertise comes in because that's when we need an attorney to help us draft these contracts. I mean, I, I you know, I'm not a big fan of partnerships and I've state that, stated that before. Yeah, but not neither because, am I, but for, for the record. But not because just, you know, um, you know, things are not set up properly. It's just you're dealing with two people that have different values. They have different goals in mind possibly that um, have different um, lifestyles, spending habits. And if all of that is not in a contract, <laughs> what do you see happening? Yeah, look, so, so the, the main thing to take away, and is, this is, if you're working with someone else in your business as a business owner, if you're sharing profits or, or expenses or anything like that, have that in writing, right? You have, you, like you guys should, the first thing you should guys do, you guys should do is go talk to an attorney. Make sure that whatever your roles and responsibilities are, are drawn out in a way that if someone doesn't do what they're supposed to do, you have an out. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, the second thing is you're absolutely right. Partnerships are are rough for, for many reasons. And just I'm going to quick plug it here. One of the things that our firm created because of that is we have a partnership guide. Okay. So, you know, as you know, you know, the years go by, the, you know, people change what they want as far as in their personal lives, in their business, yeah. what, what they want a business. And what we created was a guide of essentially questions of how important certain things are for you. Yeah. So if your free time is, is more important to you, guess what? Your, your business partner should know that. Because yeah. <laughs> if, if, if you're going to be in the office, you know, maybe two or three times a week mm -hmm. and, and your business partner is here five, six times a week, well, guess what? That's how resentment builds. Yes. And, and that's when things get messy. That's when you start fighting. And now, oh, my partner doesn't do anything. And, yeah. you know, so, so you know, we built a little guide to make sure that you have that conversation the right way and, and know what you want to, you know, talk about, right? You know, profitability, growth rate, things like that are all things that need to be talked about between business partners. And I think the most important thing is, yes, it's a contract, but I think it saves relationships, whether yes. you're in business with your best friend, um, you know, a family member. Or just, you know, somebody that shares, uh, that is helping you, um, you know, maybe expertise-wise, whatever it is. 
Um, I mentioned in one of the podcasts, you know, working with my sister, Brisa, there was resentment. There was resentment because she would leave all the time and I was here working late. But it had nothing to do with the amount of work. It had to do with she, her organization skills. <laughs> she was productive. She came in here and she was ready to get her work done and leave. And me, I'm here all day and I probably don't get nothing done. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so but those were the things that um, it's not necessarily just a contract is the differences in individuals. And so when I let her take over some of my roles and some of my tasks and kind of control more of what I do, this is my task and I just have to get it done. And so even if I come in and I'm here eight hours or I'm here two hours, as long as that task is done, I'm productive. Yeah. Right. And so, but we figured that out along the way. And so when we have partners that don't have that patience for each other or that don't express that resentment, it builds and this is how partnerships get broken. Yeah. Contracts can help bring that alight before the issue arises and it's set in stone or even worse. What if there's uh, a death, uh, a divorce, something happens in one of the partners, you know, and then all of a sudden you realize that this contract can't save you, that this non-existent contract can't save you from the new spouse, the divorce, the issues that are going on with that person. And now all of the business is exposed to it, right? I'm glad you bring that up, right? Because that's something that if you go on a site like LegalZoom or if you are doing your own filing, those are questions that you're not going to even know to ask yourself. Right. Right. So for instance, uh, the, the marriage scenario, right? Let's say if you and your business partner um, you know, both of you have different spouses outside the business. Well, depending on where you are in the country, right? Depending on those, those, you know, marriage laws. Yeah. It can have a high impact on the business. If one of you guys pass away where now your spouse comes in and they're half owner or they're, you know, whatever percentage mm -hmm. owner. Well, if, if that spouse has never done anything in this industry and has no idea what they're doing and now you're giving 50% of your revenue to them or whatever percentage, mm -hmm. that's gonna, that's not gonna be fun for you. Yeah. Right. And it's probably not going to be fun for the spouse either because they're going to be scratching their head saying, I don't even know why, why this is a situation. And, you know, if you if you outline that before the business starts or, or you know, while the, In the early person, stages, yeah, yeah, while the other person's still alive at the very least. Yeah. Right. Those are headaches that you're not going to have to avoid that, that you can avoid. Those are those are headaches that your business partner won't have to deal with in case something happens. Right. And. Talking to professionals, it's more about having those conversations and making sure that, hey, look, they've seen this before, so they'll know what to bring it up and they'll know how to talk about it. It's not just, oh, I didn't know. Damn, right? Like, that's, that's what you want to avoid. So, again, you know, there's a lot more to just saying, I'm going to incorporate. 100%. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, um, I know you mentioned trademark. So, that's something that even myself, I'm not very familiar with. What's the importance of trademark? I know people talk about saying, well, I don't want no one to use my name. To me, I'm like, who freaking cares? <laughs> but I should care, right? I mean, what's what's the deal behind trademarking? So just like anything else, it depends on the goals of the business owner. Right? Um, a lot of times professional services, their goals aren't to grow past who they are, right? right. So, so their goal isn't to say, hey, I'm going to sell this and expand, right? Um, sometimes it are they are, right? So it all depends on the goals. But what trademark protection does and and the importance about trademarks is more about making sure you don't step on anybody's toes because mm. someone might step on your toes and you might not care mm -hmm. but you might step on somebody else's toes and they might be like yeah now we're suing you for for everything you have the thing people don't know is that with trademark law if you're found to be infringing 
on someone's trademark, that person's entitled to your profits. So, you know, oh. let's say I started prominence, you know, business law. Let's not even go there. <laughs> I heard about what that Taco Tuesday thing was. Oh, that's it? my favorite. That's my favorite topic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love we it. all know Taco Tuesday. <laughs> so, so Taco Tuesday was trademarked by Taco John, which is out of all things, it's like this taco place in like Wyoming. Like right? this little like, giant. Yeah. And they, they trademarked Taco Tuesday back, I think, in like the 80s. Wow. One of the things that they do, I don't know if, how, how often, uh, if you guys have looked at it, but places like Taco Bell, Del Taco, one thing they don't advertise it's is ta a Taco Tuesday, <laughs> right? Um, so, so what Taco John does, and I'm, I'm pretty sure the name is Taco John. I don't want to, like, mess it up. But they send people around to different restaurants around the country. And if they see Taco Tuesdays in their promotions, the first thing they do is send them a cease and desist letter. Hey, Taco, um, Taco Tuesday is a registered trademark. You're infringing on our trademark by using this in, in your marketing. Um, stop using it right now or we're potentially going to sue you. Also, because you've used it so far, send us $10,000 in like damages, right? And, that, and that's just an example, right? The number is different. But it's true. I've seen but that letter. True. Yeah. I've seen that letter and that's why I bring it up because um, not only is it going to cost you the 10000 that you have to pay them, Right. It's also your marketing. Like people had yeah. menus printed out. People had win their windows covered with like Taco <laughs> Tuesday and all this crazy stuff. And then they get this letter and they have to pay this fee uh, for damages or whatever. They're going to get sued and they can't use that anymore. But now they've got to go back and change all the rebrand, all yeah. of the stuff that they had printed because they can't use that. So, so one of one of the things that 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 really stinks, right, is if you're a business and let's say you're, you should start it off from, from the ground up, a company that has a trademark won't hear about you until about your, to your second or third year. When you're right? a little more successful. It takes, <laughs> right. It, it, it takes time for you to grow a business typically mm -hmm. and for a business like that to find you, right? The more successful you are, the more eyes you're going to have on mm -hmm. you. So think about all that progress you've made in two or three years. Think about the brand you've built. Right. If you have to restart all of that, that hurts your business, that, that's like just just psychologically you're going to be like oh my god what do i do right yeah. you hit the panic button right away so trademark for, for so trademarks one yes protecting yourself is very important but in my opinion as a person who started a business out of you know zero i don't ever want to step on somebody's toes yeah because i know how expensive that can get right now it's uh to me trademark is a little foreign i i never really thought of value in a trademark until like you said unless you were going to you know grow this thing beyond mm -hmm. you right but in the recent um growth that we've had and the recent um you know business coaching that we've done and all that stuff we've learned that it's important to separate yourself from your brand 100%. right so you don't come to see suhei because suhei only has x amount of times in her schedule and so what the coach taught us was, look, if we can duplicate Suhei, now we have we have Suhei, we have Danny, we have all these other people, right, that people can come see. But if you make you your brand, then you're limited. And we want to be unlimited. We want to be able to still run without me being here, right? And so when that concept was introduced to me, and then I started to really think about it, I'm like, dude, that's... That, that's exactly it. This is how we create more hours, right? This mm -hmm. is how we can grow past just me selling my time. And, but then they looked at my name. They're like, prominence. 
that's your brand. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, shoot, <laughs> we've got to protect that because now we're selling prominence and prominence has to keep a certain level of professionalism, a certain level of expertise, a certain level of what it's all about. And now all of a sudden I care about trademark. Yeah. You, so you bring up a great point, right? So the name of my law firm is Empire Business Law. I did that intentionally. I know if you look around, you see a lot of law firms with like, you know, whatever and whoever's name, right? Yeah. Like like Lopez and Pedro. Most of the or, time, that's how you see accounting firms too. Yeah. And, and the problem with that is you're leaving value on the table. So prominence itself, it has name value. If or when you Suhei goes to sell her business. We're talking about trademark after this. <laughs> <laughs> when when, when Suhei goes to sell her business, they're going to see the name prominence and that's going to have value to it. Yeah. Right? Because yes, they're, they're, they'll be buying her clients, they'll be buying her systems, but if they have name value that attached to that, that matters way more than, than Suhei at this point. Uh, no, right? I agree. That's and, and, and that brings up like even to compare it to something like H&R Block. There's hundreds of H&R blocks. Who is behind that office that you go see? No, nobody knows and nobody cares. Exactly. You're just going into an H&R block. Yeah. Right? You're going into a McDonald's. You're going right. into a Taco Bell. You don't know who the owners are. You don't know that they're franchises. Yeah. You don't know anything about the person behind it. And that's the idea we want to have of that's why trademarking is important. And that's where we want to take the business to the next level. The best example that I, I could give is we all know how advanced like Apple technology is. Well, you also know that if you take the Apple logo and slap it on anything, that increases in value. Yeah. Right. If I put it on this can on this light and it's like the Apple light, that's just raised by five dollars at least. Right. Um, and that's the power of it. Right. You'd be able to sell the trademark of Apple for more value than the technology in Apple. You know I mean, which is kind of which is kind of insane when you when you think about the products they sell. But really, it's it's that trademark that's more important because that's really where the value comes in from a financial standpoint. That's that's really um, a different perspective that you put in my mind because I never really thought about that. But you're right. Um, just putting that logo onto something changes the value because of what it represents. Yeah. You know. So um, so yeah. I mean that that's just. Um, something I never really thought about. So trademarking, at what point um, is it something that we consider or is it something that we do right in the beginning when we first start the business? Um, and also in that same thing, is it something that's done, I know with corporations, DBAs, it's like county, state, you know, how does trademark work on that? On that? At what level do we consider it? And is it just for our area? How does that work? So the most the best way to get protected is a federal trademark registration. Uh, that'll protect you locally. That'll protect you nationally as well. When you want a trademark depends on a few factors. Let's be honest. Not everyone knows if they're going to be in their business long term. Yeah. Right? It, it, it's a real concern. Sometimes you're in business for for a couple of months. And you're like, I can't make it. Right. So now, the, you know, you spent money on trademarking and it's like, did that matter? The guideline, the, the guideline I like to say is you want to conduct a trademark search, which is just a search, right, as early as when you start, you know, promoting your business, right? So as soon as you start telling people, hey, this is my business, you want to make sure that you're not going to be infringing on anybody. Because like I said, that gets very expensive itself. As far as registering the trademark, 
what I like to say is once you know that that's the brand you're going to stick with, mm-hmm. get that trademark registration, right? Because the way it works is you, you renew it every seven years. Well, the first time you renew it is seven years. After that, you renew it every 10 years. Okay. So it, it's fairly easy to kind of keep up with, right? It's okay. not like a state filing fee that you do every year. It's seven years and then every 10 years after that. Um, you know, the other thing to look at too is you have to protect it. So if, you know, we'll use prominence. If, if prominence opens down the street, if you own that trademark, you have to say, hey, you can't use this. Got it. That's part of policing. That's why Taco John is all over the place so, pushing these things. But what comes to my mind too is, you know, Taco Tuesday is just two words put together. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a phrase that everyone, that we could just use. Yep. So do we protect, I mean, are we just allowed to trademark I mean, I don't know, the color blue? That's a great question. So I know as a fashionable person, you probably have heard of Tiffany. Yeah. Uh, and the jewelry. Uh, Tiffany blue has its own trademark. So the, you know how the, <laughs> it's a nice little sky blue box? Yeah, uh-huh. It's not really called sky blue. It's called Tiffany blue. They've trademarked this color so that they're the only people that wow. can use that color when <laughs> selling jewelry. It can go to jewelry. that extreme. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it happens as well as shapes. You can trademark scents. You can trademark um, the way something is packaged. You can trademark, um, like, you know, you go to McDonald's, like, I'm loving it. That's a trademark. Right? Wow. Yeah, th- things like that. So whatever whatever people are going to associate your business with, right, that's trademarkable. You can't just trademark anything, right? So if, if you say, hey, I want to use the term. Money. Know, I don't know. Yeah, money, right? Like, you can't trademark that because one, you know, taxes money yeah but also you're not using it in your marketing mm-hmm. right so if you're using it in your marketing if you if people think of that term that color that smell that scent that packaging and they think of your business that's something that's worth the trademark got it gosh never knew that i learned <laughs> something new today definitely on trademarks um it's but again it's you know it's it's where your business is at um, where you're taking it. Yeah. Um, like you said, those goals have a lot to do with that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, thank you for sharing that. Um, like I said, uh, incorporating is something that's been in my, you know, world for, since I first started, um, you know, people start businesses all the time. Yes. Once radio and legal zoom became popular, it's like every day, <laughs> every, every call is, has to do with a corporation probably. Um, you know, but before that, it was just, you know, when people started their businesses and as a tax strategy, we would sometimes think like, hey, you know what, um, have you ever thought of this? And um, and let me connect you to to someone that can talk to you a little bit more about protection, asset uh, management and all of that good stuff, you know. Um, but over time with advertising, it's become something that people do it all the time. Yeah. And sometimes it's unnecessary and it costs more than it's worth. Uh, but I think educating people to know when is a good time, um, if it's the right time for you, and also, uh, you know, how to maintain it and how to avoid all these extra fees. California loves charging you fees for not maintaining this corporation. People call us and say, California suspended my entity and I don't know why, or they went into my bank account and took money out. And it's like, this could have all been avoided if you paid 25 bucks to the state, you know, <laughs> right. and all of that other stuff. So it's just kind of educating individuals of how to maintain these entities so that um, you save money on all those penalties. 
And then two, so that, you know, they serve the purpose right. that they protect you. Right. right? So, um, and we talked about partnerships and contracts and these trademarks. Is there anything else that you want our audience to know about or that you commonly see that's, you know, that you wish could be avoided just by getting the word out? Yeah. So, so I'll say this, and, and this goes to, to any professional. The reason why you, you book a time to talk to Suhei or book a time to talk to me isn't because we're going to do something special that no one's ever done before. It's because people have done it before. It's because we've done it before and we know what questions to ask. We know what some of the pitfalls are if you have an idea that we don't think it's so kosher, right? So, you know, the main takeaway, if you have a business specifically, just because I'm a business attorney and trademark Mm -hmm. attorney, so for business specifically, if you take your business seriously and your goal is to grow your business, your goal is to make more money, your goal is to, uh, you know, leave some kind of reputation behind. Make sure that you're talking to professionals. It, it goes a long way. Um, it can save you money. It can make you money. Uh, you don't know what you're missing out if you don't talk to people who do this for their daily lives. Yeah. That's what I say. Um, the, the purpose of this podcast, uh, you know, we don't have, you know, we don't make money. We're not here. You know, there's no paid advertising or anything like that. But what we do when I bring guests like you on, it's, I want to get the word out. I want to get the word out of educating individuals of just knowing that little tidbit. I learned about trademarks today. I never really, um, you know, looked into that before, but just so that you know the importance of maintaining and, you know, um, how to keep all this, all this stuff in order. We see it all the time because we work with clients. I see business owners, you know, eight hours a day, you see uh, business owners eight hours. So we get to share with you just a glimpse of what we get to see. And we get to say, hey, you know what? To avoid this or to protect you from that, you should do this. Um, or I had a client that went through this and this is what happened. So it gives you an idea of what steps you should take to avoid <laughs> the same costly mistakes and situations. So. That's the goal of obviously this podcast. The goal of us sharing the knowledge um, with you know uh, with you is that you take a little bit of that away. So, but thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate you. You, uh, you know, since I met you, you've been just nothing but help, knowledge, and um, you know, just a great person to be around. I appreciate that, and, and likewise, my clients love you. The you know the people that have worked with you have nothing but good things to say about you and your professionalism. So I really do appreciate you um, helping us all out. Thank you for for having me, and, and likewise, I'm, I'm I'm always happy to know that when we share a client, or if I can send someone your way, I'm, I'm always happy to say, hey, look, this person you need to talk to. Clients don't always listen, but, <laughs> but you know. But it, it's okay. It's on them. <laughs> <laughs> right, no, but, but Sui, you've always been a great resource for me and my firm, so I definitely appreciate it. Thank you. And lastly, uh, where if, uh, you know, one of our clients or the audience is looking to search for you, where could they locate you? How do they contact you? What's the best way? The best place to find us is empirebusinesslawfirm.com. There you'll be able to find our contact information. We have our email set up there as well as our uh, contact information. Uh, Because trademark law and and most of business law is mostly federal, we not only help people in California, but we help people pretty much nationwide. Uh, We have one firm here in California, and then we have another firm uh, in New Jersey in the New York City metro area. Uh, But the best place to find us is definitely empirebusinesslawfirm.com. Awesome. Well, thank you, Danny, for being here. 
And uh, please remember to follow us at uh, prominence.services. And our website is prominencebusiness.com. And see you guys on the next one. So if your mindset is ready to excel to the next level and you want to give up the multiple hats to a business who will support you, then schedule a call with us today. We can be reached at 626-825-8249. Please give us a review and share us with your friends and family.